0: In today's episode, I interviewed Dr. Lachelle Dawn Weeks, a fellow at Dana-Farber Cancer Institute, who talked with me about the concept of wholeness. Dr. Weeks is among the less than 2% of hematologists who are Black women. So over the last couple of years, she has made the decision to show up as her whole self usually as the only Black woman in this space. Dr. Weeks talks about clinicians showing up whole, seeing a patient as a whole person, and how wholeness makes for better patient communication. Hi, everybody. I'm Dr. Anne-Marie Liebel. This is 10 Minutes to Better Patient Communication from Health Communication Partners, an independent health equity-focused communication and education consultancy. Today's episode sponsored by Mavenroth Group. For many people, the hardships and changes resulting from the pandemic have shifted priorities. The same old messages just don't resonate with people now. Because of this, Mavenroth is helping organizations evolve their messaging to better meet their audience's new priorities. Mavenroth can refresh your marketing to reflect today's changes. Visit mavenroth.com today. I'm live via Skype with Dr. Lachelle Dawn Weeks a fellow at Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. Dr. Weeks, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me. This is great.
0: I'm really grateful that you've chosen to come on the show to talk about communication because you are someone who cares deeply about it and deeply about issues of equity. But can you tell our audience a little bit about yourself, what you do?
1: Yeah, so I um, am a fellow at Dana-Farber, so I'm a hematology fellow. Um, I do a combination of research and patient care, studying uh, leukemia and precursor conditions to leukemias. Um, And then when I'm not doing that, (laughs) I uh, think a lot about equity and about how physicians can better communicate about issues of racial justice and injustices um, and how to be better advocates within the hospital and exam room spaces for our patients. Um, from uh, diverse racial and ethnic backgrounds.
0: Can you tell me one of the communication issues that's on your mind these days?
1: Yeah, so I have been thinking a lot about um, uh, the concept of of wholeness and the concept of how we communicate who our patients are and who we are uh, to each other within the hospital space. Um, And and just to sort of expand on that a little bit more, um, I think there's a tendency in medicine in academia to think of uh, physicians as these sort of heroic healers and uh, academicians as this sort of, um, you know, machine that's sort of spitting out scholarship as a commodity Mm. and then patients as either um, bags of medical problems <clears throat> or research subjects if they happen to be on a clinical trial and ah. we sort of compartmentalize people in these different ways um, and you lose a lot of the the background and the context that sort of explains how people get to the positions that they're in and why they feel the way that they do um, once they're in those positions and so i've been thinking a lot about how to show up whole um, how to look at a patient and see the whole person um, instead of seeing just the parts that are being presented to me. Wow.
0: That's a lot. I mean, the, the, the idea of wholeness, but I really appreciate that you're talking about it, not just, uh, of, of the patient side, because we, we hear about, you know, patient centeredness and talking about the whole person. And that's, that's definitely a discourse that's out there. That's great. But you're also talking about the tendency for, for, clinicians and physicians to also be seen, not as whole people. How have you been approaching this? Like, you know, what have you been doing around this issue lately? Um, how have you been thinking about it?
1: Yeah. So, you know, I, I think one of the the things that really got me um, in this space of of wanting to show up whole, wanting physicians, other physicians, my colleagues, my friends, to be able and feel free to show up whole. Um, is this the one of the things that I find to be pr- particularly oppressive is this concept of professionalism mm-hmm. uh, in medicine and the concept that um, there is one way to be professional, uh, that, that there are certain things that physicians are supposed to talk about and certain things that they're not. And in reality, we all show up to our profession to anywhere we go with as collections of our um, experiences and things that we've, we've seen, people that we've known, and to divorce ourselves from those experiences is really artificial. Mm. Um, and I, I think that when we do that, we also build in um, some dissatisfaction with our career because you're not being your, your whole self when you show up to spaces
0: is there anything that you're doing to kind of remember that your patients are whole people too?
1: So in residency, I actually did something called social rounds. Um, And this is just something that I decided to do um, at the end of the day or in the middle of the day when we had some downtime was just go around and talk to my patients and see who they were um, and, you know, see if they needed anything and check on them. And a lot of that work that you do doesn't happen at the bedside. For the patient, it happens in terms of documentation and sitting at a computer and writing stuff down Mm -hmm. and ordering things and answering pages. And really, you can lose track of the people that you came to work to care for. So I I would just go around and sort of sit and talk to people and learn about their families and, um, you know, talk to them about books they had and things, things of that nature, just very human, the human part of medicine.
0: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) absolutely. So what have you, what have you been learning?
1: Yeah, no, so I, one of the things that um, I learned through doing that is that everyone, um, that patients can come to the same decision about a treatment plan or, um, you know, to accept or decline a treatment but people come to those decisions from different pathways and avenues um, and so one of the things that that having these moments where I communicate with my patients and get to understand their lives and their background one yeah. of the things that it's helped me with is to tailor my delivery of information to that individual person um, to be able to talk to people in language that they understand or to put, um, the idea of a therapy and its side effects in the context of you know these this is what I heard you say your goals were this is what this particular therapy is going to do and you know d- is this incongruence with what your goals are mm. um, and and I, I think that that has just been very helpful for me in approaching it it's something I, if I didn't get to know my patients I wouldn't be able to um to really ha- have the conversation in a nuanced way.
0: Like, yeah, that's what I was just thinking. the the, the impact of those social rounds that you took the time to have makes it possible for you to have the kinds of relationships and conversations that you have. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know, I always invite our guests to say like is there something you would say to somebody that you feel you know, that could be helpful if they're in a similar position to the one that you're in right now?
1: When match day happened, uh, a couple of weeks ago, one of the bits of advice that I gave to folks coming into the Brigham was that, you know, uh, I think I, I wrote on Twitter, my biggest piece of advice would be to show up whole, um, meaning that be, you know, be your full self every single day. There's a, a certain level of just sort of betting on yourself and understanding that you're bringing um, that you're, what you're bringing is beneficial, that it lifts everyone. It sort of raises the bar for everyone around you. Um, it, you know, diversity creates more innovation. It, it improves the thought processes of all people, improves um, your uh, colleagues' ability to think about problems differently, just having you around. And I would sort of advise particularly individuals who are black indigenous other people of color that you know be confident that what you're bringing to the table matters because it matters so much Um, and and it's with that confidence that I'm able to sort of stand up and say this is just who I am (laughs) you know I am all of these parts of myself all the time and I'm I can't turn them off even if I wanted to uh, and I'm not going to try.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it's clear to me, like, in, in giving yourself permission to do that and say that and be that, you're also allowing your patients permission.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. To be them th- th- themselves wholly and fully. And you're hearing them as themselves when you're doing these social rounds and asking, yeah. asking these questions. Right. Thank you. Thank you so much for this. Thank okay. you, Dr. Lachelle Don Weeks, fellow at Dana Farber Cancer Institute. Thank you for being on the show today.
1: Thank you so much. This was really great. I really enjoyed it.
0: I want to thank Dr. Weeks for taking the time to talk with me. I encourage you to follow her on Twitter at Lachelle underscore Dawn. I'll put her handle in the show notes. If you like what you've heard today, you can support this series and your own professional growth with our exclusive on-demand learning resources about implicit bias in our communication, effective patient education, and medical metaphors. They're available for immediate download right now on healthcommunicationpartners.com. This has been 10 Minutes to Better Patient Communication from Health Communication Partners, audio engineering and music by Joe Liebel. I'm Dr. Anne-Marie Liebel.